Today for the Haftorah, we are in 1 Samuel, and what I would like to do is that I'm going to read a little bit of the Haftorah, but what I'm more interested in is why do we choose this Haftorah, and then to do a little meditation with it. Because it is a, it's an incredibly painful Haftorah, and I think it's very revealing why the rabbis choose to place this right here in the midst of Rosh Hashanah. And so we're here with Hana, and life is not going the way she wanted it to. She is not able to become pregnant. It says here, and I'm on verse 6, it literally says the Eternal had closed her womb. And her rival wife in the family she was in would literally taunt her and make fun of her. And so if it wasn't painful enough inside of her, there was external factors coming in. So there was pain inside, and then there was pain outside, which amplified it. And you would think, well, someone can deal with that for one year, but then it really leans into it here. On verse 7, it says, And so it was year after year. When she would go up to the house of the Eternal, she taunted her. And she would cry, and she would not eat. And so Hannah was in this deep, this deep, deep pain. And then finally, what Hannah does is something we actually becomes the foundation for how we begin to think about prayer here. Is that if you come down here into verse 9, is that Hannah arose after the eating and the drinking at Shiloh, while Eli the priest sat upon the throne near the doorpost of the temple of the Eternal. And she, bitter to the core... So it's not, we're not going to say, actually, deep inside, she was still okay. It's not. It's a true recognition of what she feels like inside. It's not saying, you know something, it's terrible outside, but I'm great inside. It's saying right here, to her very essence of who she is, she is now bitter. And she prays to the eternal, weeping and crying. So there's no denial in this. This is a person who is deeply in touch with who she is. And I think this is why the rabbis choose this. It's trying to teach us that this is not the time of year when we put on these masks and we tell everyone, you know, when people walk down the road and they go, how are you? And people go, I'm good, which is never really an honest answer. And sometimes it's good to just stop and think a second and then give an honest answer. And here we're seeing an honest answer. And she vowed and she said, eternal of heaven's host, If you will truly see your servant's affliction and remember me and not forget your servant and give your servant a son, I will give him to the eternal all the days of his life, and no razor shall be lifted to his head. And as her praying before the eternal intensified, Eli watched her mouth. And Hannah, she was only speaking in her heart. Though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. This is a deep form of prayer, and this is also a deep form of meditation. This tradition goes back thousands of years. And the rabbis, they place this right in the middle of our service here to remind us what our job is. Is that this has not been, it's not been an easy six months. For many, this has not been an easy few years. 
And for others, it may not have been an easy lifetime. And if there was ever a time during the year where you stop and you really get in touch with where you really are, and then allow yourself to just weep and to just cry, that is the path for Hannah. Because as we continue down here, is that once she's able to fully say where she's at, where she's able to fully cry, life begins to turn for her. And so, at home right now, I'm going to ask you to get very comfortable where you're sitting, and we're going to do a short meditation, just like Hannah would do, is that we're going to be in touch with where we are in our lives and realize that it's okay to just be sad. It's okay to just weep and to call out with where you are inside of yourselves. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and to take a deep breath in, to feel your feet, to feel where you're sitting, and exhale. And take a deep breath in and breath out. And with each breath in, I'm going to imagine, have you imagine a yud hay coming in, and then a vav hay going out. And that yud hay and that vav hay, that's God's name. That's the tetragrammatron. And with each breath in, that's literally what you're receiving. And as the vav hay goes out, that's what you're breathing back into the world. And so take a few minutes just focusing on your breath, feeling where you are in life, feeling what life has done to you, feel what you've done to life, feel what the outside world and the effect that has had on you. Don't push any of it away. Just breathe in the yudhe and then breathe out the vavhe and become very present with where you are. And if you're in a space where right now, just like Hana, you want to cry, you're welcome to do that. On Rosh Hashanah, you're encouraged to do it. And breathe in the Yudhe, and then breathe out the Vavhe. And with each breath, become closer and closer to the feelings of where you are. Closer and closer to the wisdom of Hana, of not pushing anything away, but embracing everything. And take a moment and just feel that. Now, as you breathe in the Yudhe, you are breathing in something much bigger than yourself. And then you breathe out the Vavhe. And with each breath in of the Yudhe, feel the light come into your body, and then exhale the Vavhe. And think to yourself, what do you need to reach out for? 
What do you need to say which is bigger than you? And breathe in the yud and breathe out the vav And I encourage you to call out what you need. To call out what your hope is. What your dreams are. Embracing that by being fully present with your emotions and fully present with your dreams, we bring those two closer and closer together as we breathe in the yud and then we breathe out the vav And take a moment and just breathe. And Hannah answered, I'm a woman of sorrow, am I? I poured out my soul before the eternal. Do not take your servant for a worthless woman. All this time I've spoken from the depth of my anger, from the greatness of my grievance. And then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant the request that you have made. And take a big, deep breath in. And imagine yourself rising up from that sacred space. Having been completely present in this experience. I'm going to invite you to open your eyes as you imagine yourself walking into peace, walking into that world fulfilled in this year 5781. And part of what we do on Rosh Hashanah is that we're supposed to be in touch with those places, the hard parts of life, the good parts of life, what's happening on the outside and what's happening on the inside. And when we imagine ourselves walking into peace, sometimes we need to be utz a bit. <laughs> and sometimes it's a battle to go find peace. <clears throat> and so as we move into the shofar service, in many respects this is our call to battle, to go create the lives and the world that we want to see. So we're now going to continue on page 202 with the shofar service. <clears throat> 